Hello, Tea Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Shah. Today, we're getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the Cheesecake Factory first date that went viral on TikTok. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, T crew. So thank you for your patience. I know this episode is going to be coming out a little bit later than normal, but we were doing some traveling and stuff today, but I still didn't want to skip the episode. So I just figured we'd push it back by a few hours. But all that being said, let's get straight into the tea. So Firstly, Tyrese's ex-wife, Samantha, regrets divorcing him. She went on a podcast and she shared it all. She talked about her mental state that she was in during the divorce and why she felt as though if she could go back in time, you know, hindsight being 2020, she wouldn't have divorced Tyrese. Now, this is interesting because, you know, Tyrese is known for kind of going off the handlebars, being very emotional, you know, varying his feelings. And sometimes he kind of gets a bad rap for someone who's, you know, a little bit unhinged, not all the way together. And Samantha basically confirmed Tyree's story from all those years ago. Tyrese, you know, was asked what happened with his past marriage, um, you know, with his little baby and, and being newly married to Samantha and like her being his queen and everything. And he was basically just like, one day she just got up and left me. And Samantha corroborated that story when she got on the podcast because she basically confirmed every single thing that Tyrese was saying. But I think together they just were not in a good headspace. Tyrese has already admitted on The Breakfast Club and other platforms that at the time he just wasn't himself. And I think that was hard for Samantha to deal with. Although when she was on the podcast last week, she said that, or just recently, maybe Friday, or so when the episode came out, she did express the fact that if somebody in her situation would have came for advice to her, that she would have said, no, stay and fight for your marriage. So I guess that's what she's thinking that she would have done um, had she had an opportunity to do things over. But I think everything happens for a reason. You never know. Sometimes, you know, God forbid, you're both facing mental issues and something goes too far and you can't take it back. You had a small baby in the house. Maybe the best thing was to get out of this situation and deescalate the situation completely. But I just thought it was interesting that she had came out and said that. And you never know. I mean, I think Tyrese is now with another person. I don't know if he's engaged to her, but I know he's dating um, that gorgeous model. So maybe that ship has sailed. But hey, maybe this is just something that you can use towards co-parenting. Um, you know, just being able to be like, hey, this is something I could have done. I should have done. Um, now I'm co-parenting. We're in a different place. But just, you know, for like for his kind of redemption that he wasn't, you know, lying. This was something that really happened. They got, they were having a rocky time and without even really discussing separation, Samantha went ahead and divorced him. So that was accurate. And, you know, wishing them the best in co-parenting and, you know, shout out to Samantha for keeping it real. Obviously, after all these years, she could have kept that to herself. She could have, you know, decided not to talk about it. But for her to kind of throw him that bone, that was nice of her, you know, to be honest about how she felt at the time and how she feels now. 
All right, let's get into this next topic here. Jaden, Alexis, and Blueface are engaged. So Jaden, Alexis, and Blueface went to the Rams game, the Rams football game over the weekend. And while they were in the skybox, Blueface proposes to Jaden, Alexis. Now this comes after, I think like two weeks ago, in real time, they went over to the Jason Lee show and they recorded over three hours of their story as a couple, um, you know, how they met, Jaden's story as a rapper with her MILF music, being signed to Blueface and working on her projects that she has coming up, Blueface's back and forth with um, Krishan Rock and Jaden Alexis and his mom and his sister and basically just kind of giving like a full overview of their relationship from, sorry, it was like almost three hours. The interview was crazy long. Um, the charges that he faced in, um, where was it? I guess Vegas, the charges that he faced in Vegas. And they just, you know, it, there was a lot of tea spilled. There was a lot of things going on in that um, interview. I know some people like, you know, couldn't watch it. It was too long. It was just too much going on. But in that interview, Jaden did express that she wanted to get married. And she felt like everything that she's gone through with Blueface, especially now with Krishan having this baby, that's allegedly his baby. Um, and everything that they've gone through being pregnant and, you know, leaving his house and getting her own place because he kept going back and forth with Krishan now to getting engaged at the Rams game. Um, they've definitely had a complicated love story, but I will say, you know, after watching the interview, I could understand where Jaden is coming from. My thing with Blueface is I can't understand where Blueface is coming from. <laughs> and I feel like that's what Jason felt too when he did the interview because he was just like, you're the problem. Like she's decided that she wants to be in a relationship with you. She has taken a lot of your crap going back and forth um, with you between you wanting to be with her and you wanting to be with other women almost to the point of accepting it. Um and kind of just choosing that she wants to be with you and you just can't figure out where you want to be. I guess he wants to be with her now, but see, that's my thing. It's like, you guys are engaged, but a few weeks ago, he was in Baltimore filming a music video with Krishan and her baby, possibly also his baby. And as a woman who is at home with his other two kids in their house, in your house that you share with him. Like, is that something? See, that's the part that gets me every single time. If he were to say, I'm completely done with Krishan and I'm going to come back over here and we're going to be a family. And if the paternity test comes back um, positive that I am uh, Krishan Jr.'s father, I will also handle my responsibilities there. If he can't do that, I just don't know what the whole purpose of an engagement is. I'm not trying to be cynical. I know this is something that Jaden has wanted for a long time, but you just have to understand that having a ring on your finger isn't going to change the problems. This man is literally teetering between both of you women, whether he wants to acknowledge it or whether you want to acknowledge it. You say you're over here, you know, with your family, but you're really not, you know, any given opportunity, especially if there's money involved, I believe he would do a third season of crazy in love.
You're supposed to be so in love with Jaden. You're on a whole reality show with Krishan for not one, but two seasons. And in the second season, they're supposed to be broken up. But obviously not. If they're doing a whole nother season together. And allegedly, this is the time where Jaden was living at his other house in L.A. while he was in Vegas back and forth filming for Crazy in Love. I don't know. If y'all like it, I love it. Congratulations on your engagement. (laughs) I feel like uh, Tyrese. Shout out to Tyrese again. Congratulations. (laughs) That's how I feel. All right, let's get into this next topic here. Rihanna teases two brand new albums as well as a world tour that would take place in 2024 leading all the way into 2025. Now, this is something that Rihanna spoke about before she got pregnant with Riot, her second child. And we were all just like thrilled until, you know, we found out we had something else to be thrilled about that Rihanna was going to be a mommy of two. And that the album, you know, and the music return wasn't going to happen. Now, this is what I feel like. And this is complete, allegedly speculation. I do feel as though Riot was not planned. Not that it's our business, but, you know, just my idea, my speculation. Riot wasn't planned. And after they, you know, got pregnant with Riot, she was already in talks under contracts to do the Super Bowl halftime show. So she had to do that. But I think the Super Bowl halftime show was supposed to propel her into releasing new music and then the tour in 2023. Having, you know, her baby, having another baby in 2023, she was not able to go through with these plans. So she basically just pushed everything back by a year. Now, Live Nation is alleging that she is under a $32 million contract with them for this giant world tour that she's doing. I think it'll be good. I think timing always works out because last like last like spring into summer, there were so many tours. Lizzo was on tour, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Drake, Lil Baby. It was just so many tours. It was overly saturated. SZA was on tour. So I really think that Rihanna doing her tour at the end of 2024 and like finishing it in 2025 will be better because I feel like it's a similar audience. People want to see Rihanna, but I think we also want the new music first. So, you know, while the babies are still so small, drop the new music, give people like six months to soak it up and then start the world tour at the end of 2024 going into 2025. I hope it's true. I think the fact that Live Nation is involved with this, you know, multi-million dollar contract, that it'll actually happen. But I don't know. I mean, Rihanna says that both albums are done. One is like a reggae album. The other one, we don't know what the style is. Um, But I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. I'm curious. I'm excited for her. Kind of surprised she would want to go on tour with two small kids when she hasn't been on tour for like five or six years. But I'm here for it. Look, put them Rizzo and Riot, hop on that tour bus, get that tour life in at a young age. You know what I mean? Because I guess sometimes you do a kick off a nice tour, make a cool like 50 million or whatever it was like Beyonce. And you can just sit back for years and years to come. And maybe that's her plan. So 
I don't know, but I'm definitely excited. I, I definitely am looking forward to some new Rihanna music. Um, and if there's a tour, y'all know I'll be there reporting live. <laughs> All right, let's get into this next topic here. DJ Sky of Baddies uh, took to her Instagram and expressed the fact that she did not get a new intro or a new cast photo for this season of Baddies. So this is DJ Sky's second season. Last season, she was basically on the show trying to rein in Krishan Rock because you know how unhinged Krishan can be sometimes. And at that first season that um, DJ Sky was on, Krishan was not pregnant. So, you know, she just fighting everybody. So the second season that she was in, Krishan was pregnant. She wasn't in a lot of the season. I guess she's maybe in the first few episodes. I don't think she's going to finish out the season. Um, but all the rest of the new girls and their older girls that came back got new cast photos, just something they can put, you know, next to your picture when they're talking about you, when Zeus is talking about you or whatever, that they have these new cast photos, like new headshots ready to go. And they also do a little intro in the beginning of every episode. Each baddie gets their own little segment and DJ Sky did not get a new intro. They just basically clipped on the intro that she filmed last season to this season. Now, I think what Zeus will probably allege to why she did not get a new intro is that she is not a cast member. She is the house DJ, which is a different thing, right? Everybody's a baddie. Everybody's an official cast member, except for those that come in later, which I guess are seen as replacements. And then DJ Sky is in her own Lane because she is the house DJ and she's technically not a castmate. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like these are the kind of situations where you need a manager or a management team to advocate for you to be like, listen, we signed a contract. We're going to do the show. Um, we're more than happy to do the show, but I want my client to be treated as all the rest of the baddies on the show. Everybody else is getting a new cast photo. So should my uh, DJ. Everybody else is getting a new intro, so should my DJ. And you really can't go through with the show unless you get what you deserve. Now, if she wasn't in a place to make demands because she really needed the money or she really needed the job, then that's something different. But if they're not going to treat everybody equally, your management really has to step up for you in that in that way. Because honestly, I can't blame Natalie or Zeus if you allowed them to continue the show knowing that you didn't have a cast photo, you didn't get filmed for a new intro, that's a problem. You know, that's a problem. I'm sure Zeus has their own side to things like rolling around with Krishan all the time. Were you there for the intro filming? Were you there for the headshots? But then at the same time, they found a way to include Krishan. And I know that she can be difficult at times when it comes to her call times and being on time and her feeling like, you know, she's bigger than the baddie show because she has her own show on Zeus as well. So if they can make allowances for her, why couldn't they do it for DJ Sky? Nobody knows, but you know, it kind of is what it is. All right, let's get into this next topic here. Tristan Thompson owes $224,000 in unpaid child support to his son, Prince's mother. Now this is the messiness that we talk about all the time with one of the Kardashians makeup artists. So at the time, one of the Kardashians makeup artists, I forget her name. I think it's Joey or Joy or something like that. Um, and she was dating Tristan. 
They had uh, the baby together, his oldest son, I believe. And she just did not receive child support after the relationship broke off. Or she was always kind of saying it was like inconsistent, not just that, that he was not really splitting his time appropriately when they all live allegedly in the LA area, right? So we all know that um, the Kardashians live in Calabasas. That's their one. They all live in Calabasas in like five minute intervals from each other. Um, but she says, you know, Prince is not included, that he'll come and see True and um, the new baby, Cullum, or I forget his name, something like that. But he is not seeing the child that they have together. And now it comes out that he has all this back child support that has not been paid. It's just like the Kardashians get on TV every single week and talk about Chloe and Tristan and how Tristan feels like Chloe's his soulmate, but he just couldn't act right. And he was struggling, um, you know, to be faithful and to be a good partner to her. But at the same time, he still feels like that's her soulmate. How could you be soulmates with anybody who is not taking care of his responsibilities. This is where I feel like unpopular opinion, we have to be more strict as women, especially if you're in a position to date a man who already has children. When Chloe got pregnant with True, he already had a child. And that's something that you take on when you take on that person because that child is their responsibility. It's almost like if you marry somebody with a bunch of different homes and you allow them to help you pay the mortgage in the home you live in, but then you turn around and allow them to ignore the responsibilities of their existing homes. That's not responsible for you to do something like that because you knew when you went into the relationship what they had. They had other outside responsibilities. So for you to be like, he's a great father and he's a great, you know, influence on the kids. He's super active with the kids, knowing that he has two other children because he owes this child support to his first child. He also has another child with Marley that he has not seen. So it's just like, you really can't say that he's a good, active, involved father when there's two boys that do not know him to be that active father. He's only an active father to your kids. And that's probably because he's trying to get back with you. And you're allowing it. This is why Chloe gets so much hate. Like she's literally taking in his little brother you know, that has special needs and such after his mother, unfortunately passed. But at the same time, it's like you would do that for his little brother, but not his own kids, his, his literal responsibility. When there's another adult brother that Tristan has, that's willing to take in his little brother. But you, but you say you're all about family. This is exactly why I think the Kardashians are losing so much influence because you just can't practice what you preach when it comes to dream, when it comes to, you know, Penelope and the other kids, you're like auntie Chloe to everybody else's kids. When it comes to your, I guess, ex-fiance, I don't know what she's calling him, ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, whatever. When it comes to his kids, you're just deaf, dumb, and blind. You know, it's completely inappropriate. Um, all right, let's get to this last topic here. Peacock is being sued for sexual harassment for Ultimate Girls Trip. And, you know, specifically around the incident that happened with Phaedra and Vicky Gunderson. Oh, God. So 
This was the second season of Ultimate Girls Trip when they had a bunch of ex-wives come, right? So they were at Dorinda's property. They was a bunch of ex-wives. I think this was basically like we were talking about before, a huge screen test for Bravo to see who was going to come back, who, what, which fan favorites were still testing well, who people were talking about, who people wanted to see more of, right? And as a result of this, Phaedra got cast on Married to Medicine and Vicky got asked to come back to the OC, right? So now we have real life um, implications from being on Ultimate Girls Trip. Well, this person that was working on set for Ultimate Girls Trip claims that he was sexually harassed and he feels like Peacock facilitated the sexual harassment. I will tell you what I do find appropriate about this lawsuit. This man is going after Peacock and not the housewives themselves. And I feel like he's going after Peacock because he feels like the incident was allowed to go on by Peacock. And he's acknowledging the fact that they allow them to drink day in, day out. And sometimes they only eat meals and in the evenings, people are not taking time for water, snacks, any of that. They're allowing these women to go into these ultimate girls trip situations that are usually like six or seven days long, drink as much as possible. And there are no repercussions. There's nobody checking in. It's just a free for all. And during this time, allegedly he was assaulted because of the kind of conduct that was happening at Peacock at the time. And I truly feel like this is something that Bethany Frankel is talking about, that Nene Leakes is talking about. This is the behavior that is allowed on reality TV sets that would uh, open up the door for someone to be that for someone to be sexually harassed. He was sexually harassed because of a direct neglect by Peacock and those that were supervising the set allegedly. Um, and this is a huge problem because, you know, a lot of things don't make it to air sometimes, you know, I don't know if we're even going to get Morocco. They pushed up the St. Bart's ultimate girls trip with the, um, New York, the original Roni cast, and they pushed back the Morocco because, you know, allegedly that situation happened between Brandy and Caroline in Morocco. These ultimate girls trips are not being supervised properly what it seems like. And this is exactly why people are having things fall through the cracks as it results from these um, seasons, because there's no reason why someone cannot, you know, would be assaulted on the set of ultimate girls trip. When these women have been on TV before they've been on reality TV before, none of this is new to them. So for them to be acting that wild, um, to the point where someone gets sexually harassed, it's a peacock problem as well as a personal problem. I mean, you have to take some responsibility, but it's very telling who he's naming in the lawsuit. And he's not naming Phaedra and Vicky. He's naming Peacock because I think that's where he saw the neglect happen. That's where the ball was dropped with Peacock and production. Now, I like me some Ultimate Girls Trip, but I want the entire cast and crew to be able to be safe. And if you can't keep everybody safe, then you need to change the formula. Maybe less alcohol, more supervision, more guidance from production. Like this is not a free for all. You drink and do whatever you want. Touch people, be inappropriate. That is absolutely not going to fly. And they have to make that known. That has to be across the board that everyone will stay respectful. Everyone will stay safe. 
everyone will keep their hands to themselves because God forbid, if this was reversed, the housewife would definitely be suing the individual cast member or crew member. In addition to Peacock, you know, could could you imagine the scandal that that would be? It goes both ways. Men have autonomy too, people. Just because somebody's a man doesn't mean they want to be touched and pulled on and allegedly his shirt was ripped off. It was just crazy. You know? All right. These have been the trending topics for today. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering week seven of the NFL regular season. So let's get started. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the New Orleans Saints. Jaguars wide receiver Christian Kirk caught six passes for 90 yards and one touchdown. The Baltimore Ravens blew out the Detroit Lions. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson threw for 357 yards and three touchdowns and ran for 36 yards and one touchdown. The Atlanta Falcons defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta Falcons place kicker Young Hoku made three of field goals, including a 51-yard game-winning field goal as time expired in the fourth quarter. The New York Giants beat the Washington Commanders. The Giants' defense shut out the Commanders' offense in the first half. The Chicago Bears embarrassed the Las Vegas Raiders. Bears running back Deonta Foreman had 16 carries for 89 yards and two touchdowns. The New England Patriots upset the Buffalo Bills. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick became the third coach to reach 300 regular season wins. The Cleveland Browns beat the Indianapolis Colts. Browns running back Jerome Ford carried the ball 11 times for 74 yards and one touchdown. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the Arizona Cardinals. The Seahawks defense shut out the Cardinals uh, offense in the second half and held them scoreless in the second half. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Los Angeles Rams. The Steelers outscored the Rams 21-8 in the second half. The Denver Broncos defeated the Green Bay Packers. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson completed 20 passes for 194 yards and one touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey caught 12 passes for 179 yards and one touchdown. And finally, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Miami Dolphins. Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown caught 10 passes for 137 yards and one touchdown. And the Carolina Panthers, Dallas Cowboys, New York Jets, Tennessee Titans, Houston Texans, and Cincinnati Bengals all had bye weeks. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week. All right, T-Crew, this is my favorite part of the podcast where I get to do a deep dive on something I've been thinking about through the week, something that went viral, 
something that's been heavy on my noggin. And today we are going to be talking about the viral Cheesecake Factory date. So for those who didn't get a chance to see it, it was a viral TikTok of an African-American woman who was sitting in her car and refusing or her date's car and refusing to get out of her date's car because they had pulled up to the Cheesecake Factory on a first date. Now, she went on to say things like, you can't bring someone who looks like me to Cheesecake Factory. She went on to say that, you know, for a first date, you should put more thought into it than taking me to a chain restaurant. Her date, by the way, I have to say, seemed very kind in the middle, you know, in the midst of this situation. Firstly, he was taking her out on a date, which these days and these days and times you'll be lucky to get a date. Let me, let me tell you, and I'm not even single anymore. And I know that I know that there's so many people out there that are like, I cannot even get a meal out of this new type of like talking to dating stage. Everybody just, just come over. We could watch some Netflix and order pizza. Like just to get an outside date is, is a whole thing, right? So he's taking her on this date. He pulls up to the Cheesecake Factory. She starts recording him, right? And he understands that he's being recorded. He doesn't get upset or anything like that. He asks her to, you know, speak to him. He gets back into the car and she goes on, you know, her little rant about what she's worth and not wanting to go to a chain restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. She puts his face on the TikTok. And, you know, reveals him to her fans or whoever else is listening on the TikTok and and basically exposes him. And he's still very calm, very collected. You know, well, this isn't where you want to go. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, you know what? This man deserves a hand clap, but that's beside the point. So she does all this carrying on. She won't go to Cheesecake Factory, da, da, da. And she basically just ends it by saying, you know, no one should be going to chain restaurants for their first date. If these guys can't step it up, then you shouldn't date them, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess that was her whole point for putting it on TikTok. Well, days later, after being roasted by several people, agreed with by some, but mostly roasted by several people, she comes on to TikTok to defend herself and her decisions and basically didn't really say anything except for this is my standard. This is how I want to live and I'm not going to lower my standards or reduce her quality of life for anybody. And she also said for something that doesn't really affect anyone besides me and the person I was going on the date with, people had a lot of opinions. Now, someone else came on their TikTok and spoke about this. And this is what actually made me want to do a deep dive on it because she was saying, you know, women like this are the problem. Unpopular opinion, but an opinion that I agree, that I agree with. Women that will not um, be flexible as it pertains to where you're going, what you'll be eating, you know, what they're wearing, what they pick me up in. These are all superficial things that really don't mean anything at all. If you're dating for a meal, then you're dating for a meal. But if you're dating to really get to know someone and enjoy their company and see if this person has the potential to be your future spouse, where they take you to eat is immaterial. It doesn't matter. 
Like it really doesn't matter. Like I understand her point about effort and, you know, putting some thought into the date, but you never know. You didn't go on the date. Your blockage, your inflexibility to get out of the car and just try, you don't know what he had planned. He might've had a special menu that he picked out for Cheesecake Factory just for you. Or maybe after Cheesecake Factory, he had planned to take you to see a movie or, you know, a re-release of a movie that you really like or something like that. Maybe you're a big Taylor Swift fan. Maybe he had planned to take you to see the Errors Tour or something like that, you know, in the theaters or right after. It's like you didn't get a chance to see what kind of creativity he had planned for the date because you wouldn't get out of the car because it was a chain restaurant. And I also have to say... I like Cheesecake Factory. It's not like he took her to like Fridays. Not that there's anything wrong with Fridays, but it's like he didn't take you to the lowest rung of chain restaurants. He took you to like the middle or the top, you know, for chain restaurants. I think that's one of the nicer ones. But even if he would have taken you to an Applebee's or a Fridays or something like that, at the end of the day, it's to get to know the person. It's not to, you know, have all this clout surrounded around, oh, he took me to Nobu. He took me because technically Nobu was a chain restaurant. I don't see anybody's turning down Nobu. I don't see anybody turning down, you know, Gordon Ramsay's restaurants. They're technically chain restaurants. You know what I mean? So there are some really nice four-star restaurants that happen to be chain restaurants. So I just don't understand where people are coming from with a, it's a lack of creativity. It's a lack of effort. It's a lack of, you know, really putting the time in for a first date. I don't see it that way. I also think that you're going to miss out on a lot of good people. People all the time are talking about, I don't want to be single. When am I going to meet a good guy? Where are the good guys? Da, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're the guys that want to take you out to eat, but you're so worried about it being a chain restaurant, you won't get out of the car. You know, the depending on how and like after the way he acted in this scenario, I would say he was a decent human being and you could have missed out on a good thing because it was the Cheesecake Factory. And you honestly could not sit around and think to yourself that I will be going to a cheesecake factory. So you stayed in the car and you missed an opportunity to maybe meet someone great. And it's sad. And I do think that other TikToker was correct when she said, you're the problem and you will stay single if you stay in that mindset. And I truly believe that you will, you know, and if it's that important to you to not go to a chain restaurant or whatever the case may be, express that to your date. Why are you setting these men up for failure or these women up for failure for that reason? Let people know what you, I, you know, I really want to go out to dinner. I think you're nice. I think we'd have a great time. I really want to get to know you more, but just as a kind of personal thing with me, I don't really like chain restaurants. I really like you to express your creativity by finding a restaurant that's not part of a chain. So all you got to say, it's like a guessing game. You want, you want these people to be right. They're not right according to you. And then you want to kick them out of the game. It's just like, who has time to play at this ripe age? And no tea, no shade against her, but she wasn't a young woman either. (laughs) You know, it's just like your standards are keeping you single. Your standards are keeping you without companionship. And she's not the only one. And that's kind of why I want to do a deep dive on it. Not because I have all the answers, but because it's worth noting that there's some people out there that would be a great partner to you, but that may just happen to like chain restaurants. (laughs) And it's not the end of the world, you know? 
that could be something that her and her kids could have laughed about years and years from now. You know, the first place your dad took me was a cheesecake factory. You believe that, you know, but had you went with it and gone with it, you, it might have led to something more. There's always an opportunity for him to take you out to Mastro's and the fancy places and 52 prime and wherever you want to go. It's not going to be the, you're not going to be your only date. Pro- probably in this situation, it will be <laughs> your only date at this point. Cause you're going to run him off. But I don't know. That's my two cents. What do you guys think about it? Is a chain restaurant on a first date a deal breaker for you? Or do you think this was an overreaction? I would love to know what you guys think in the comments. This concludes the deep dive. Please stay tuned for the outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank you all for engaging in our polls, um, answering the questions that we have, writing comments, and just engaging in any way with the podcast. It really helps to grow our platform, you know, sharing it, everything you do to get the word out about T-Talk with Sha. I truly appreciate it convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.